What is up, Next Level fam? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Health Explained. I'm your host, Alexis Smith, and today we'll be discussing provider and patient communication. Next Level Provider Lead and Doctor of Chiropractor Nurse Practitioner Steve Mack with me today to talk about patient-provider communication. If you've ever been one of Steve's patients before, you know that this is an art that he has truly mastered, so I'm really excited to have him today. Um, thanks so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. So I just want to cut to the chase. Um, why is communication so important, especially in medical settings? Well, it's super important because it is medicine and it's about your health. It's not like it's sports, right? Where, you know, if you, if you choose or you talk about a guy and it's incorrect, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Communicating in medicine matters because if you give someone the wrong information, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but they could die. So you need them to understand clearly everything that you have in store for them and what, what the goals are and all that stuff so that we don't have any adverse events. Right. So whose responsibility is it to ensure that um, that communication is understood? Is it both sides or is it just the provider? Well, I think any good provider should shoulder most of the responsibility. My father kind of explained it in terms of sending a letter, right? If you have a message and you want to mail it to somebody, well, it's your job to get it to the post office and, and, and make sure that that it gets sent appropriately. Well, the same is for communication. It's it's kind of your job to make sure that the patient understands and the message gets sent. Um, you know, another benefit of good communication, just from a business perspective, is is that if you have a lot of people calling back with questions, and it kind of just bogs us down. So, yeah, you know, it's super helpful to make sure that that all of the communication is done up front. Right. Well, obviously, everyone has different personalities. Do you change the way that you communicate with each of your patients depending on their um, behavior? I think that you have to um, because there's not only personality differences, there's cultural differences, there's language barriers, there's anxieties, and everybody has different ways to manage all of those, right? So so it's super important to change your delivery sometimes because, you know, this person who's freaked out that they might die from COVID and your next patient may be somebody who doesn't even think COVID exists. Right. So you have to kind of package your, your, your messaging a little different for everybody. What are your tips for gauging whether a patient understands what you're saying to them or not? Um, Part of it is just experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been a primary care provider now for about 20 years. So part of it is just being able to read the patient. Um, the other thing is just making sure that you ask the right questions so that you know that they get it. But lastly, um, it's also incumbent upon you and your team to make sure that you go over it a couple times, right? I go over yeah. it in the room and then the techs come in and go over it just before the patient leaves. So we hopefully have, have covered the bases. Yeah. What kind of questions do you ask your patients uh, when trying to understand whether they're understanding what you're telling them? Um, well, it, it depends on the patient, but you know there there will be questions like, "So, do you understand what our plan is, or um, how do you feel, or do you have any questions? Are you concerned about anything with respect to your medications?" Yeah. 
you know, all questions like that will kind of help you get to the, the desired goal. I think um, just from a patient's point of view, sometimes it can be intimidating when a provider has gone over a plan and you have no idea what they just said or you're in shock from your initial diagnosis. Do you as a provider ever think when a patient asks you a question that it's a silly question? Okay. I'm going to be <laughs> frank. I mean, I'm not one of those people that don't believe that there's there are no stupid questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you can't, you can't respond in a way that, that that's the case. It may go on in your head. I mean, we're just being frank here. Right. But with respect to healthcare, more than anything, there kind of can't be any stupid questions because they all matter. Yeah. Um, So even though I might be thinking it in my head that we just talked about that, it can't be conveyed to the patient that way. But because it's so important, you you have to have to be there for the patient and answer those questions. Right. And you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes as well. Absolutely. Um, so do you have suggestions for patients that are trying to communicate with their medical provider that maybe aren't as familiar with medical terminology? Well, so just going back to what you said, with respect to your health, any question that you have needs to be asked. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just, like we said earlier, any, any mistakes or any miscommunications can lead to bad, bad outcomes. So one particular question that I get a lot is, so what made what medications am I getting? Right. Even though I told you what the medications are, some patients will just want to confirm it. And then I show it to them on the paper here. This is what you're getting. Make sure before you leave, you know that. Um, because sometimes a provider may pre- pre- forget to prescribe something or what you thought you were getting, you, he might have decided that wasn't the best thing for you. So it's good for you to know that. So when you go to the pharmacy, there's no questions. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to medication, um, sometimes people get to the pharmacy, they realize that the drug is too expensive for them. Uh, would you recommend that patients get some alternative uh or an alternative medication from you as well, or at least like the name of it. So they're familiar with it when they get to that pharmacy. That's actually a super, super helpful way to do things. There are some medicines that you might prescribe that are really expensive. Um, There are some medicines that may not work as well as you would like them to. And there are, there are alternatives. Um, So yes, I think that it's important. And I probably don't do it enough, to be honest, right? Yeah. Giving them alternatives before they go to the, the pharmacy. Um, but I try and preempt it because of experience, you know, and I'll, I'll send them with two prescriptions for something just in case. Got it. Um, but we do a good job of trying to check for the price, you know, just so that there's no sticker shock when they get to the pharmacy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think nowadays, uh, I mean, we have it in the Next Level app, our pharmacy savings card, but there's so many different places that you can look to find those savings on the prescriptions that you need, which is really helpful. Yeah. Um, What would you say to someone who has a question and they're nervous about asking it? Um, Maybe they are intimidated of their provider. How how would you stress the importance of asking that question? (laughs) Once again, um, this is one of the more important things that you're going to do in the course of your day or your week or your month. So it's important for you to leave there with no questions. So if there's anything that you're concerned about, you, you need to 
kind of push past your anxiety and go ahead and just ask the question. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no, no other way to really say it. Right. Well, and know also that you're not a burden. When you come into the clinic, we want to take care of you. We don't want you to leave feeling stressed or anxious about your diagnosis. We, we want you to know everything there is to know about it so that you can make the right decision for your health. Absolutely. Yeah. For urgent care settings, patients don't really have as much of an option in which provider they get. Um, but for primary care, you do. So what are your tips for those that are trying to find the right primary care provider for them? Like, What are some important things to look for, um, especially in the way of communication? Well, um, well, the first thing I would say is when you're looking for pretty much anything, whether it's a mechanic or anything, get, a, get some referrals, right? Yeah. Um, referrals are a really good way to kind of have an idea of previous outcomes of, of friends or family. Um, and then the second thing I would say is, you know, look, look for somebody that you feel like you can trust, um, right? Because all providers aren't going to have the best personality. They're not going to tell the best jokes. They're not going to make you feel the most comfortable. Yeah. But if you feel like you can trust what they're doing and you're not going to question when you go home, did this guy do the right thing for me? That is indispensable. Right. Um, and I would say the last thing would probably be look for somebody who you feel is cares about you more than your number or what you're bringing to his practice. Yeah. Those are some great tips. Do you have anything to add before we conclude today's episode? I know um, you do obviously a fantastic job of communicating with our patients. If you had to uh, maybe provide a couple of tips for healthcare providers that are looking to do the same and also for um, patients that are coming in and trying to speak with their providers. Well, I think it's super important to recognize right now, more than any time in our history, we, we're probably in a bigger um, time of misinformation than we've ever been. So you've kind of got to be a little patient with people and not look at them judgmentally and recognize that there are some very divergent beliefs with respect to everything. So if I would leave us with one thing, it would be just be super patient and um, understand that people are coming from very different perspectives and don't let that uh, run into how you treat the patient. Yeah. That's a great tip. Um, well, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for being on Health Explained. Um, I know you also have a podcast uh, that is both an audio and video podcast, and you're doing that how often now? Roughly once a week or once every other week. Okay. And where can we find you and what's it called? It is called the the Mac and Feek podcast. Okay. And um, it'll be it's it'll be on YouTube. I haven't published the episode yet, but okay. it'll be coming very very quickly. Awesome. And just so they know, um, Rafiq is is Feek on your podcast. He is one of our amazing regional managers here at Next Level, and so him and. Steve Mack, uh, DCNP, are uh, meeting once weekly, and they talk about a bunch of different um, topics, uh, most newsworthy, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again for joining us on Health Explained, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks.